So what'll it be today, kids? Jumping in and out of paintings? A tea party on the ceiling? Flying a kite with your old man? No, nothing like that. Well, what do you want me to help you with? Rambo Cat! Rambo Cat? I'm your worst nightmare. I really must stop eating bad cheese before a nap. There's a rat called Raddus. He's a leader of the bunch. A cat called Martigliana. She's fluffy, but she's tough. Oh, Darren, he's a dopey dog. Mix, he's a mother that mixed up bunny. Feral, that's a feral's for ya. Welcome to the Ferals Podcast. I'm your host, Monkey Boy, and I'm joined by... Swinny. And Mike. <laughs> Just Mike this week. Yes. Um, so this is episode nine, Medigliana. That's the only name that I saw it named by. Um, and, it's, and it opens up to everyone's looking at their brain scans. Um, Mixie with a peanut brain, Darren with an empty brain, Radis with the gears in his brain. Well, what did you guys think of that, by the way? I thought it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. But but why but, is it gears? I don't get that element of it. Because he's conniving, working yeah. at things, That's contemplating, okay. ticking away. I, I like I like Mixie's size of a of a peanut. It reminded me of that that famous well famous enough uh, background photo of Homer Simpson with the tiny little brain he has. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Although that was done way later because it goes to I think it was like season twelve. When they find that crown in his brain, and he takes it out, and he becomes super smart. So I was like, I wonder if this is going to go down that path, but it didn't. And this this was actually done well before the whole crown oh, episode, wow. which I think was like in two thousand or something for The Simpsons. Okay, so okay, they copied. That's interesting. They didn't copy this, but yeah, there's something. Yeah, I'm always doing those checks. I'm always kind of jumping <laughs> on websites to see what time things were released because it's such a blur all these periods. <laughs> um, and then we lead into the basic premise of this episode that Modi, when they look at her brain scan, her brain is being cut in half by what could be described as like a lightning bolt running down it. And they're sort of postulating that her brain is split into two and then there's a fissure in her brain. It's kind um, of it's kind of like when you know when they show the love hearts and they've been broken and yeah, it's got that yeah. kind of cross hatched <laughs> thing. <laughs> but I love exactly. when she finds out and she's like, get away, peasants. <laughs> it's my brain. <laughs> and then she faints. Well, the, like, the thing that I find interesting is that she knew straight away, I guess it looks bad, right? Like, if you see it, it's exactly how Swinney was describing it. It's like this brain that's been broken into half. Like, yeah. I guess you just interpret that as being really bad straight away. But Well, as, know, as a medical professional that has many years of experience in diagnosing brain uh, tumours and things like that. Yes, that was a very authentic-looking x-ray. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I can see how it would have um, fooled and, anyone. And the other stream in this episode, the other kind of subplot to some degree, I guess, is the fact that Lenny has invented this machine that allows people to... allows you to see inside their brains um, and sort of, like, sees their thoughts. It's a digital so mind-reading machine. Well... But we'll he didn't call it digital. That. I was disappointed. Wait, wait, wait. 
We'll go on to that because it's not revealed until basically the end of the episode, as as far as I could tell. That no, what, no, the, he, what the machine was no, actually he mentioned. Named. He called it. He called it the the mind reading machine or something, but he didn't call it the digital. He forgot the digi- we, digital part. But that was right at the end, right? I don't no. think he called it anything. No, he did when he was talking to Joe. He he called it something. I thought he did. Uh, is he called it like by its name? Maybe it's called because bias because I was waiting for him to say digital something something <laughs> something. Well, this is skipping right to the end because I've got it as right at the end of the episode. He, he called it the brain projector, but I didn't realize he said no, he that didn't call, he, he didn't call it that earlier. No, I think he just called like the mind reading machine or something. Yeah, no, I, don't, I think he only named it at the end of the episode. Yeah, that could like be or true. gave gave it by its name. He described what it did, which is like project the the thoughts onto the TV screen. But I don't think he named it because I was really like waiting until he'd say what it was called because hmm. I was like, oh my god, this is the best opportunity. To call it digital something, it's I know. it fully fits in this case. Ah, so um, disappointing. <laughs> and what did you guys think? So the set, the setup was Lenny putting onto Joe's brain to test it out because, of course, Joe's a great test subject. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Joe's? Do you remember Joe's like thoughts? He like, was yeah. wasn't he? Um, <laughs> he imagined Lenny winning a Nobel Prize. <laughs> yes, yeah, which was presented oh, love- by Larry David with a British accent. No less. <laughs> yeah, the guy, yeah, with the crazy hair. So, wait, wait, it was before, before five... No, I was going to say, before yeah, go on, we go get on. on to that, you know that guy, um, just from looking at IMDb, he's been at about 107 productions in Australian cinema. And Whoa. TV. Oh, wow. That That's guy, impressive. I was like, well, last thing I'm going to do is a credit scene on this guy. It'll take like two hours to go through it all. Good work, So, you're saying Larry he's David's like the brother. Kevin Bacon... Huh? Is he the Kevin Bacon of Australian cinema? I think he's the Kevin Bacon. He's pretty much been in everything. Well, he's wow. already connected to that. Then it's connected to Larry uh, Lenny. What's the guy's? What's Lenny's name again? I forgot. Uh, Brian, Brian Rooney. Yeah, and then therefore cool he's name, connected Brian to Rooney. Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. <laughs> two like, degrees. That's only two, steps. two degrees of separation. <laughs> it is. He's amazing. I and therefore connected to Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, there you go. Which Heaps then connects. But anyway, anyway, getting back to the, the, the dream. I love. I thought it was so funny that he's dreaming that Lenny is receiving five Nobel prizes, hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and a Nobel Prize board game, and that like he can't like the presenter doesn't remember what Lenny's Lenny's name is, so calls him Lenny Leonard. Yeah. And then he's <laughs> then he cool looks name. surprised, even though Lenny is sitting on the chair and there's no one else. <laughs> He looks surprised that Lenny wins. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And then the fact that Joe comes in to steal the money and all the prizes. And he steals Robbie too. contract stipulation. Yeah, and steals Robbie. Oh. I'm like, why is he dreaming of winning the Nobel Prize? <laughs> why is he dreaming of stealing it? No, because that's, that's the way he thinks. He, that's he how he likes is, yeah. stealing things. <laughs> this this whole it. thing, um, Monkey Boy, you might get me on this one, had a very kind of early Red Dwarf vibe, these kind of sequences. Oh, kind of Yeah, the like, way that they Yeah, they presented it, you're right. I yeah, think you're spot on there. Kind of like better than life, you know, Rimmer World where there's yeah, these yeah, dream yeah. sequences, but they're it to me it was it reminded me so much of Red Dwarf. It was great. I think it's kinda of like that low production value that they yeah. <laughs> they just don't have the budget to do these kind of dream sequences in a really good way. So they're kind of do what they need to do to get it done. And it's pretty awesome, actually. I like yeah. it. So for me, from now on, Lenny's full name is going to be Lenny Leonard. 
Lenny Leonard. Because that, that just fits perfectly for me. So Done. <laughs> then we move on to Modi. So she's now fearing that she's going to die. Um, and they drop a, a quick line to say like that Robbie's been studying the brain for a couple of weeks. <laughs> it's like okay this is a, this is enough study that i need <laughs> and uh, i like Modi's uh, response i want a second opinion <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i love that as well um so they're worried about Modi. so lenny and robbie hook her up to uh the brain projector as we find it out what it's called um and <laughs> Swinney, what did, what did you think of the Cat Heaven sequence? <laughs> oh, this is... Oh, my God. I loved it. I love the the mice with the eat me sign. I yeah, loved, yeah, I wrote that. Down obviously, we'll, we'll get to the raddest part as well. I thought it was fantastic. Well, I, I have to say, for me, this might have been... At the time when I was watching it, I'm like, this is the, probably my favourite scene or sequence in any episode so far. Whoa. I, until, I, I was thinking the same uh, until later. <laughs> until later. Until yeah. later. Because this episode was a lot of massively bits. trumped. It's massively trumped later in the episode. And I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's an awesome... It is actually an awesome premise. This is like one of the, the more fun premises that, you know, that I can think through the show. Like the idea of, you know, tapping into people's thoughts. It's a classic trope it's that you really see good, in yeah. these type of shows, but it's very funny. And again, um, so many awesome quotes and not not, not, not just the quotes... But the way they say things is brilliant. Mm. It's like yeah, three, four times that I went, hey, that's really well, really well made, the, really well um, put together. So obviously, Radis is waving the feather, you know, like <laughs> yeah, fan- yeah. fanning Medigliana. Fanning it down. And when it zooms in <laughs> on But it's Radis, also what he says. <laughs> this isn't Cat Heaven. This is Rat Hell. <laughs> he looks right Yeah, I know. I camera. love that line. <laughs> and then he goes, oh. you don't know what I was going to do with that fan. Yeah. <laughs> when she wakes up. <laughs> Uh-huh. You, know, really you know, you know. There's a sorry. There's a part before this where where I, I think it was Radis that says I haven't seen her this upset since Tom Cruise married Nicole Kidman. Man, yeah, like I, saw that I never saw this show when I was a kid, but I remember when Nicole Kidman married Tom Cruise, and that's that's a lifetime away. It's crazy how long ago that is. Yeah, it's just yeah, weird man. to like c- contrast it to you know current affair things like that. That's it amazing. really dates this show. <laughs> it really does. Well, this yeah. show. Is super dated because there's also another reference much later, and we'll get to it. But yep. just like randomly, like slagging off a few people. So, so then yeah, we lead into oh, but one thing actually before going on, I wanted to say was did did anyone else pick up how weird it looked when Robbie was picking up Moddy around the neck to like almost like cradle her because you know she's sick and it looked like she was almost like choking her <laughs> just because you know it's a puppet and everything well, yeah, like that. It's a bit. <laughs> Well, I watched this episode twice, and I picked it up both times. I'm like, it looks so awkward, because obviously it's a puppet and everything. But yeah. I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, and then we have Moddy, who's being looked after by Mixie and Darren. And man, she's an absolute biatch. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. That was painful. <laughs> oh, it was I didn't, it I was didn't expect that, though. For some reason, I just didn't expect it really? to be that bad. Yeah, look, yeah, I, I, I ask her character you. is a bit bad, but I didn't think she would be that selfish. I I just absolutely love when she gets Darren to bring the blanket. Yeah. No. Yeah, She's like, good, now burn it. No, wait. His favourite blanket. He goes, here, God, here's, here's my favourite blanket. I brought it for you. Now burn it. Good, good now burn it. 
<laughs> the acting in this episode is, I reckon, uh, like uh, for all the puppeteers and the characters, is actually it's up brilliant. there. Some of the best acting. Oh yeah, they probably oh, started brilliant. to fall into their roles and everything. But you're right. The way the Moddy said it, it's just awesome. <laughs> it's like and great. Her, now burn it. <laughs> so many, and before that though, no, you go first. I was gonna say her voice in this section defies all vocal cord logic. It's yeah. just it goes into like <laughs> sonic areas that just the voice should not be able to go into. <laughs> the first thing she says in in the opening scene uh, before that other stuff is she goes, "Oh, you shouldn't have," and she goes, "No, I mean you shouldn't have. I specifically asked for cream. You bought me low fat milk." <laughs> exactly. Now, now can uh, I ask you guys? I'll ask you, Mike. Yeah, uh, I hate low fat milk. Like I can't I drink, drink that milk, crap, yeah. man. And okay. would I be nuts in being like that? That I yes, want to have would full be cream nuts. milk. I don't want it. So, okay. Well, there you go. Back I must in, be like Moddy then. Back in my motherland, I used to milk <laughs> the cow is, myself. This is, wait, wait. Just hang on. This is starting to become your Romanian's flashback story Welcome section. Welcome to Romanian flashback podcasts. <laughs> this is the third part. Joining you today is Monkey Boy. With a, with Costello, a Russian ac- with a Russian accent for some reason. <laughs> okay. For the rest of the episode, <laughs> we have to speak with Russian accents. Okay. So, no, back in my motherland... As I was trying to tell the story. Yeah, go on. We used to milk the cows. And I used to I used to drink milk straight from the udders of the cow. Sometimes <laughs> I used to put in bucket, most of the time drink straight from udder. Like a real Russian man. I kid you not, I used sounds to do like that. So, it sounds like so you're saying to, straight from mother, but anyway. <laughs> straight from the motherland. No, we used to. So as a kid, I used to milk the cow and I used to drink milk uh, str- either straight from the bucket or, you know, with a cup. <laughs> This, this was like that, full on full cream milk. Isn't Still that actually warm. bad for you? Doesn't it need oh, to actually dude, be, have elements removed from it? When you're a kid and when it's fresh, you don't give a shit about stuff like that. Um, it's actually, it's it's complex how it works. It actually, like for, it depends what, it, it sounds bad, but it depends what race you are. Like some people's uh, genetics aren't supportive of that. So most yeah, Europeans, it fine. it's fine, right? But, like, for Asians, it's so bad. Like, it can blind, it can cause, you know... Um, Whoa. Oh, jeez, I can't even remember. It, diabetes, I think, or something like that, really, like, quickly, and, like, all these crazy things so that does that happen. does that mean instead of dropping an atomic bomb on, bomb on Nagasaki, they should have dropped from cream milk? <laughs> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> Not even I make jokes like that. Whoa. No, no, try to get Whoa. this back on course. I actually... So wait, 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 before I finish, Mike. before I finish with low-fat milk... So this is coming yeah. from someone that used to drink the highest concentration of fat milk you could possibly yeah. have. I now drink low-fat milk, and I have no issues with it. But you're a bit of a health freak at the moment. But but just to go on your point, <gasps> I also share that in common, that I also... You're rotating! Because my, <laughs> my grandfather had a farm, so I had milk straight from the cow as well. Yep. Like so straight from the tits? You're both weird. From the <laughs> you're both weird. They're not called tits. Anyway, getting back to the episode. So, Mixie and Darren are really annoyed about that they're, you know, slaving over Moddy. And Radis takes this as an opportunity to open up her brain with the Radis cat brain (laughs) investigator. Oh, my God. (laughs) With lines like... Seriously, this episode is so good. I know, I love it. With lines like, if we want to fix her brain, we need to open her skull. (laughs) Oh, it's just nasty. This thing is something out of, like, a Saw horror movie, I swear. It is. Yeah, it was. It looks now, awesome. It looks like now, a great cartoon version. Please tell me you have the sound bite. All right, here we go. Ready? Yep. It's opening time. 
<laughs> so, the way he says it is brilliant. It's Even just be- just before that, he's like, "Oh, Marty." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he leaves, so he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't convince her. Strangely enough, to open her brain up, um, and then he has the line, "I'll be back." It's <laughs> like there's so many <laughs> random things in this episode. It's awesome. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that he uses its opening time and he didn't say something like, "Here's Radis." Because <laughs> there's so yeah, many movie references yeah. in this, I'm really surprised they didn't do that. But here's this it's opening a, time is brilliant. I'm so gonna keep using that now. <laughs> yeah, I there's hope a lot of the right every, every time. Hmm? I hope it's I'm in the right context. That. Oh no, it's always the wrong context. <laughs> <laughs> hey baby, I think I think in this episode, they, I think it's in this episode open. they missed a lot of opportunities to like throw in, kind of even hype up the movie stuff even more than they did. Because they were sort of really going for it in this episode, which I like. They were, but and it, there's a again, few more coming up. All these movies so far, apart from one that's like later, most of these movies that they're mentioning, they're totally not appropriate for kids. And there's totally no way not. parents are watching this show. It's just for the writers and the people who are making it. So, like, I want to ask you guys this, because there's a scene that comes up where Radis is inspecting Robbie's brain. Yes, I don't actually understand the logic of why he's doing that. I believe, uh, wasn't he trying to f- figure something out about Medigliana's issue and he thought that Robbie might know the answer? Yeah, I, th- I, I think so, yeah. I can't I remember. That part. It was no, but he that says it, he sells it like that. He tells the other guys when they catch him, he's like, uh, uh, I'm uh, trying to find the cure. So, I mean, we know what happens later in the episode. We won't spoil it just yet, but... I can't understand the logic of what he's trying to do. I'm, I'm not sure, sure if you that, guys worked it out. Well, you you watched it twice. If you don't understand it after <laughs> two viewings, I've got no chance. No, it's actually wa- more confusing the second time I watched it. I thought, well, why is he doing this? This makes mm. no I sense. Wa- I watched this like eight days ago and I've got <laughs> yeah, no same, hope. So I'm going with memory. So, so in this scene, this is where Robbie is playing guitar and Lenny's the drummer, which is, yeah, okay. And then Joe <laughs> yeah. becomes the groupie in her dream. And, like, I was, like, trying to rack my brain to remember what the song yeah. is. I think it's not an act, it's not actually a song, I don't believe, because it's way too simplistic. I think it's Are You Gonna Go My Way by Lenny Kravitz. It did sound a bit Lenny oh. Kravitz-y. I and think then I checked when that Kravitz-y. song came out. Well, no, it's because it had that style to it. Um, I checked when that song came out. It was, like, a year before this was made. So well, didn't you know? It's possible, yeah. Did you, did you, didn't you know Kravitz is now an adjective? Yeah, oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> you could imagine a music producer just like with his headset on, just say, uh, guys, uh, try that again. It was a bit too Kravitzy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit less Kravitzy. My, um, Kravitzy tonight. I don't know. I still feel like this was just another excuse to try to get Robbie with a guitar yet again. I think so. <laughs> That's my theory. But That's I didn't theory. understand. So, so I'm going to put on my Freud hat here and I'm going to get Robbie to sit on my couch. Why is she imagining that Joe is a groupie? Yeah, well, and weird, is she right? actually freaking out? Like she, legitimately she wakes, freaking out? She wakes cause, up. Yeah, because Joe kisses her. But is it is it that she wake up because it's a nightmare? Or yeah, is yeah. there something yeah, more to it than that? It's a nightmare. That's is it? It became a nightmare. Yeah. Is it really? Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Now, I want to say, if, if Lenny is... Um, friend zoned as we think he is, what would be the most friend zoned instrument he should play? Given that Robbie is going to be the guitarist, 
It seems uh, to be the lead guitarist. It's one of those spot quiz. Like, yeah, let's just try to keep it simple. So you could be a lead singer, a drummer, bass guitar, I guess Where's rhythm guitar. Uh, no, 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 Lenny as being the friend zone. Oh, Lenny, Lenny, Lenny sorry, Lenny. Lenny as being That's the friend zone. Lenny as being the friend zone. I think What's the, the most friend, friend zone, zone compatible? The, I, would have, the, I would say it's go, triangle. Go triangle. Well, I was going to say triangle. You stole my yeah. thunder. You That's stole exactly my thunder. We all think the same thing. But secondly, would have been bass player because there's always jokes around bass players. Yeah, but bass players and guitarists are always close to each other on stage, or close enough. That's like true, but, go, but why interact. have you seen a band with a triangle player? I think that's... Even though I would have picked that as well, I think that's a little well, unrealistic. Hey, there are bands that have someone that just plays a tambourine, okay? So there you go. Yeah, tambourine. Yeah, yeah, tambourine, yes. But a triangle? Tambourine I've never man. seen a band with a triangle. <laughs> I don't well, think they exist. Um, it's like the Dandy Warhols. Half the time the girl was just playing the tambourine instead of actually keyboard. Yeah, it's true. Well, when they didn't have keyboard bits, they, she needed to do something apart from heroin, so. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the episode, getting back to the episode. So, Joe sees this as an opportunity because Maddie's sick, she's got some problems, um, and he starts contacting magazines, which I love the names of. Now, like some of the early names that they say are Feline Weekly and Kitty Magazine. And the the line that Joe is shopping around in the end is awesome. Miracle Moggy mocks mortality. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love so these great magazines. Is this where we actually get to see the magazines? Is that later? That's later on. It's a little it? bit later. No, but, it's later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll wait, was, we'll wait till we get there until yeah. I talk about them. And now, so, like, Moddy, this is a bit where she's on... She's now in Joe's house and she's on the bed and being attended to and still abusing Mixie and Darren. And Radis comes up and gives her, like, a drink that's smoking. And he, he's like, oh, it's got herbs in it. Again, with the agenda of the show to hate anything healthy or anything positive. <laughs> oh, it's got some herbs in it. She drinks it. And it's, like, some poison or something like that. I don't know. He's oh, trying to kill God. her. <laughs> um, and then this is getting back to Radis and his agenda to... I don't know. I think he was trying to steal the x-ray. I think that was the point of what he was doing. This he was, he was trying to figure out whether she was sick or not because he was suspecting. At this stage, you don't actually know. Well, you're not sure. You're not, not sure really why sick. he's breaking yeah. in. No, yeah. no, but, but, but you're not sure. But the other thing you're not sure about is whether she's actually really sick or not because you can tell she's faking it. But Radis and the other, the other characters don't know yet. So yeah, they're still trying to figure out yeah, is she, she really sick or not. Yeah, she said something along the lines of, I feel as healthy as a kitten. What I loved about the episode is pretty much at this point so far, so much has actually happened very quickly. All the scenes yeah. in this episode are really fast. And it's just like, there's, it's just hit after hit after hit for me on this. It is. It's really good. Yeah. The, the only thing I no, didn't... It's a, it's a I mean, episode. it's needed in the episode, but in light of what's been happening recently is people faking being sick. Now, again, I don't oh, want to go yeah, back to how this, this good, influences good people, but but there's a lot of people recently that, that have been in the media, well, there's a couple of famous cases that have been in the media recently in Australia, people faking that they have cancer and other diseases <laughs> yeah. um, for their own benefit, yeah, well, which call them out. Call them out. What's her, what's her name? I don't want to call anyone out. It's, it's not our business to do so, but... It, it's, okay. it just illustrates that <laughs> the show has potentially influenced people in a negative way. Hey, I've called people out. You can do it. Yeah, call I her out. I empower you. I empower you. <laughs> no, I'm good. I know who it is, but I'm good. 
But that was bad. That was also this is the Melbourneian lady who she was even featured uh, in the pre-launch of the Apple Watch. Oh yeah, she was over in she had you know, an Apple app. HQ and everything. Yeah, she was going to be one she of the few apps that was actually on there, and they had to pull it at the last minute because and of accusations at this stage. Really uncool. Yeah, oh, look, that's that's and it turned much out it was it was fake. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So look, there's certain look, things you, know, you should not joke about, and and being <laughs> sick with a terminal disease is one of them. <laughs> it's pretty much up there, right? Like if I, yeah. if if one of our mates turned out to be he wasn't sick, he was faking it for attention or whatever. I'd punch him in the face, and then he's seriously sick. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, you've just isn't on. anyway. Just, getting back, getting back to the episode, you, you've just pissed off did, all of our listeners, then. <laughs> Swinney, what did you think of the stocking disguise that Radisson was Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. (laughs) I have been waiting for this since the first (laughs) podcast. (laughs) This is the mystery of the preview image from the first podcast of why the hell Radis has a stocking on his head. I was so happy. I was so happy. (laughs) Hey, was this before or after the 20th, 20th century rodent image? (laughs) <laughs> no, this that's before. that's after. Before. That's after. All right, right. Hey, hey, you're talking about. You got to remember. You got. You got to have reverence for this scene. This is the greatest scene in the Ferals. It might not be a better <laughs> scene than this. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. And also, Drum roll. Well, just before moving on, before moving on to it, like so, Modi. Do you notice that she actually has the biggest brain out of everyone? I think they're like measuring brain by the amount of white that you have in your mm, brain. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. Oh, and also, there's a few things in the scene. It's pretty jam-packed, actually. Lenny, why is he delivering Robbie's report? So, the setup in the scene is that, you know, she's written this amazing report about this brain, and how is this brain working together, and how is she still operating? And Ro- and so, Robbie's prepared this all, and Lenny is going to go hand this in. So, when Radis is like, oh, where's the x-ray? She's like, oh, no, no, Lenny's handing this in. He's putting this report in. And then he I comes back, it's... and he's like, oh, it's been closed. I couldn't. I, I couldn't hand it in. Sorry. They they're both students, so I guess I'm guessing they both go to the same university, and yeah. she just wanted him to drop it off. I think that's pretty much what that was. I don't know. I think he's friend zoned too hard in this. Surely, friend zoned <laughs> well, better explanation. That goes hand in hand. True. True. And okay, so Robbie, the future doctor, she's so careful because you know doctors are all about you know hand eye coordination, careful manipulation of tools. She spills her drink onto this, you know, award-winning potential research and, you know, covers all of the x-ray and realises, oh, no, it's actually some paint that's been painted onto the x-ray. Thus, you know, someone's, like, playing a game or some trick, which they obviously think it's Radis. So then it leads to the bit where Robbie and Lenny and then everyone is looking at Radis's brain scan. This is like... Okay, okay, wait, before we get into it... I've just okay. got to do something. There we go. Now I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. Swinney, you take it away. Take away this scene. Set, set it up. <clears throat> um, well, I, my notes, it's been eight days, so I hope I can do it. But basically, yep. they put the brain scan on Radis, and uh, it starts <laughs> off with uh, 20th century rodent and <laughs> Radis roars like a tiger and i lo- i had to pause the video i lost it and i had no idea that what was coming up and then it says 
it has like a title screen, doesn't it? It says Mary Poppins. Yeah, it says Mary Poppins. It, says, it looks Mary like a ripped yep. from the movie. <laughs> and if I lost it when Raddus roared, he flies in dressed as Mary Poppins. I just lost it. It is the most unexpected thing. I, I'm so happy I had no idea that this uh, was going to happen. I had no idea. It was brilliant. Oh, I, I lost it at the dialogue. God. Oh, yeah, the dialogue and is awesome. Between Mixie and, uh, and Darren. Yeah, you've got Mixie and Darren with their faux English accents, and I can't remember any of the dialogue from them. Do you guys so remember good, any of it? It was just, ba- they were basically like, oh, we have such horrible lives. What what shall entertain us? Who is going to be this nanny that's going to look after us? And then Radis flies in, and I love the deadpan responses that he just gives them. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. When they said... When it's Mary Poppins, he flies in. I'm, I'm like, this is hilarious. But I'm expecting Raddus to start being an arsehole to them. And he yeah. wasn't. That was no, the best no, he's part. Not. He's not. He's like, so I'm subconsciously going to... is a good guy. Well, I don't know what's going on in his head. It's so bizarre. Just so imagine I can't somebody, somebody would have had to written this. <laughs> I know, it's so script. awesome. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> and even just reading on the script, you'd be like, what the hell? Did you, were you on a bender last it's night really or good. something when you wrote this? If there's a single uh, scene people need to watch about this entire show, all 15 episodes, this is it. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. This, is, this, this, will, this will take some beating. So, uh, yeah, like, and he flies in and he, he's saying, oh, do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to make a tent on the roof? Do you want me to, you know, fly around? And and they're like, no, we have to deal with this problem. Now, do you remember the name of Moddy's character in <laughs> yes. this, Mike? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Rambo. The name, or do you want me to say it? You, you say it, you say it. Okay. She's called Rambo Cat. <laughs> I'm your worst Rambo nightmare. Cat. Yeah, I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> it is so awesome, man. I was like in tears by this stage. It's oh, you just have to watch just, it. You have to watch this, it. It's crazy. Scene, it's about eighteen minutes into the show. This scene was just amazing. <laughs> and yet, yeah, I I still believe. I still believe they missed out on an opportunity in this in this mm. scene to somehow work in that stupid word. What is it? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious or whatever. Yeah. Hey, it would have been funny if they tried to work that in or something, but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was, it was awesome. pretty good. So, yeah, and then this was an awesome scene. Redis wakes up, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah and he I like the up. bit where he goes, I really must have beating bad cheese before a nap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've done that before. Not a good idea. So, in my notes, I've, I've written, I, yeah, we still don't know Lenny's invention, the name of his invention. Um, mm. So, I'm pretty sure that that's the case. So, then... Then it kind of flips down out to the what, other storyline. So, so just quickly, did you guys... I'm so confused. When he wakes up, is that his tail wiggling or what? Because that <laughs> got missed that. Yes, just watch it again. That. I don't know if you can watch it, watch it now. I want to watch it for the third time. But watch I'm it again for the, the third alter- time. You know, what's the alternative? What what else would it be? I don't even know what you're well, talking about, but I'm just yeah, thinking, what else would it be? I don't know. You tell me. Is all I can say. I just no watch idea. it. Watch it, and we'll discuss it next week. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see. Because I, <laughs> I was confused. So really confused. We fl- 
We flip to the other storyline and they eventually collide. So Moddy is now a famous star. She's being featured in magazines. I'm so disappointed that I can't get a good copy of this episode. Oh, because yeah, you could you see that the writers read. actually went to the effort of having taglines for the magazine covers. Because I could yes. make out some of it barely. And you could tell that they're like cat puns and some awesome stuff like oh, that. There was I was so, so bummed many, out. I was, yeah, I was so disappointed. But I love that. Feline Weekly had the same font as Women's Weekly. That yeah, the yeah, one yeah. That just said the one that just said cat had the same font as Who magazine hey. in Australia. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah. I think curiosity. they had one for um oh jeez I can't even remember the name of it. I think they had like a Time magazine or one or something as well. And yeah, it was like so that. awesome. This. Do you what, guys what reckon, were you about to say, Mike? So this was episode nine, right? Do you yep. do you guys reckon that? they had a break in between the episodes and just spent a bit more time writing this one? As in, they did half no, and then so. they took a small break and then did the other half for the season? Because no, this is just so. so well made. It's, I don't know, it stands out for me as if they just had a bit more time, they really thought it through, they planned it out a bit more. No, I, really- I don't know. I think I think we've seen that the show's had its ups and downs. Like, I think there's some episodes that are pretty solid, some that are But this are really poor, stands out. Really, really Some that are out. pretty awesome. Um, like for me, like I think it was episode four <laughs> that I liked the most so far. Sorry, like but Joe's. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I would say though is I feel like the characters have kind of got the vibe a little bit, like, and they're rolling with it. Hopefully, that carries on to other episodes. Um, mm. but I mean, we could probably expand on that a little bit later, like once we've finished mm. wrapping up this episode. So, I mean, uh. one thing I loved in this. Is do do you remember the characters? Oh, sorry. Do you remember the people that Moddy was referring to? Like Mike, do you remember who he was? Who she was talking to on the phone? Uh, no, no. So she was talking to the Queen. Oh, yes, the Queen. Yeah, I do remember the Queen. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, this is hella disrespectful the way that they're like handling this topic. She's just like chatting to the Queen, talking about the corgis. Yeah, and she then goes, I think give, sp- my, give my love to the corgis. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, Spielberg's on the phone. Ah, oh, no, you know, take a message. Um, <laughs> now, the bit that really stood out in this whole scene was where she gets her skin mask that she's got on ripped off by Mixie. And then Darren immediately shoves some food down her throat. <laughs> it's something that, like, you really don't notice until, unless you're watching it. Because I watched it twice, it made me laugh more the second time. Just because she was just like, oh, <laughs> stabbed right in the throat. <laughs> She's like, oh, you know, you got to remember that, you know, when I tell you to, to give it to me, that's when you do it. Um, and then it all starts to fall apart where she's getting interviewed on TV and Joe's trying to steal the limelight. And uh, that's when Robbie and Lenny come and tell everyone that Raddus faked the x-ray. So, obviously, the TV crew disappeared, and that was, like, the end of her career. And Joe's like, it's a miracle, she's safe. <laughs> yeah, I know, the immediate he, reaction from Joe's awesome. He didn't, he didn't have many moments in this episode, but that was one of them. But, he, yeah, he was really good, though, in the bits that he was in it. Like, yeah. Um, like, early in the episode, he was awesome. And well, I well, love the random... Yeah, sorry, Mike. Go on. No, I was going to say when he when he walks in, um, uh, just to, just after Robbie had her dream, and he goes, "What did I do?" <laughs> Again, I love yeah, the way he yeah, said yeah. it. What did I do? He was also yeah, was wearing just... an ABBA T-shirt as well, which I thought was. Pretty oh, was he? I don't that remember that. Oh, yeah, that. earlier in the episode, <laughs> I don't know if it was at this part, but yeah. And I, I reckon it's like a little knock 
on Billy Ray Cyrus, where the TV crew's, yes. oh, forget about this this cat. We found a dog that barks like Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, my like, my, gosh. I wrote my notes. I think its name is Miley. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Hush. I don't know if she was born then. Hey, I like, like Miley Cyrus. Before. Oh, yeah, you like something better. But anyway, moving no, on. No, I heard that. Um, I like her music. What? So, so also, she's cute they and pretty smart. They, Marry they plan me. to... Calm down. They plan <laughs> Shut to... Up, uh, Mike. <laughs> screw up Radis by injecting or inserting Moddy into his dreams using the brain projector. And this is the only time, I believe, that he actually calls it the brain projector. Um, so, I was so, I was so annoyed that he didn't call it the digital brain projector, at least. It would have, like, maybe put another rating point on this episode if he did that. Um, and I don't know, Mike, do you remember the scene, the the final scene? Uh, where where he's, like, running, he's getting chased. When they're torturing, yeah, yeah. He's in, he's in like, the tunnel cave <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. What, what am I going to say? You, you, you go, sweetie. It's that he's running and he's somehow stripped naked by bats. Yes. Yes. It's so by weird. Bats. What is this naked thing in the show? They're always like getting naked. And it's also like this Fifty Shades of Grey stuff. He's all like chained up. It looks insane. And, and they like spread eagle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it should have gone. It's open in time. And, and then he's getting, then he's getting tickled by fans. I mean, like, come on, man. This is getting like, you know, this should be at least PG thirteen. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I really like this episode. I thought this was it pretty was. awesome. Um, yeah. Is actually, there anything that you, when, we missed? I was just gonna say before, um, after he wakes up. He's like, hey, you wouldn't hurt your old mate. Yeah, I love <laughs> the that. Voice, love the that. voice acting is so good. <laughs> it's it's just awesome. done in a few episodes now, I think. Mm. Like, I mean, if this show was like this in every episode, it'd be an absolute <sighs> classic, in my opinion. Because oh, this absolutely. was a pretty flawless episode. But it's it's hard to maintain such a good level. I mean, you look at any TV show, you look at, you look at Kirby Enthusiasm, there's, you know, a, a handful of highlights... The other the other episodes are good, but there's always a handful of highlights where you go, everything is just brilliant about that. So it's really mm. hard to maintain this every single episode. Well, I think the premise of this episode got it rocking and rolling pretty quickly. Yes. Like the whole idea that they can like read their brains and stuff like that. It's pretty funny. Like it, it's you know, it's so easy to insert comedy there. Mm. Um whereas well, like having plus- some bizarre rock that comes and it's sort of like this animated rock <laughs> you know <laughs> Just, that's very strange um, <laughs> kind of I think it's stuff. very to me also reminds me of your comment in one of the earlier podcasts about um, the episode where they're trying to raise money for the wombats and you said that I remember the whole Darren training fleas part but you didn't actually mm. like it when you're an adult so I think that what appeals to a kid is very different obviously than what appeals to an adult when it comes mm. to this show so mm, a lot of the true. episodes we didn't like would probably be very appealing to kids because they were simple and Of course, yeah. It was more it was more slapstick, whereas these episodes are a bit more just like so obtuse and so witty in the way that they're written, so You you know what? Like that's a really interesting comment because if you think through this episode the, the real genuine humour in it is a lot of the references to the show, like to movies. And to other shows, or 
like the interplay between Robbie and Joe and mm. oh she doesn't you know she's not interested in him and all this other kind of stuff like I don't know I'm not sure if kids are picking up on a lot of all of these themes but and the deception the, and all the that brilliance kind of, stuff. of of the of the show and specifically episodes like this that it appeals to both I mean you don't necessarily have to have seen mm. Rambo for Rambo Cat to be funny you still get the idea yeah, that it's a scary looking cat with a gun. Um, that's and true. as an adult, you go, ah, that's funny. I get the reference. As a kid, you still think that's mm. funny because it's an evil-looking cat with a gun. Did she actually ha- did she have a gun? I don't remember I she had a that. gun, but she looked pretty menacing. I think she did. No, I think she did. I think she had a, like, she a looked, AK-47. She looked like Rambo, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that now, line, like the acting in it was brilliant. On a, on a more <laughs> serious note, just very quickly, in, in relation to uh, – as I was watching this, so again, from the perspective of an adult on the topic of, of being an adult versus being a kid – I'm watching this and it gets to the part where they're doing the interviews of Marty when she's sitting in bed. And by this stage, you know that the whole thing's fake. And it struck me that that is such such a I don't, like a microcosm of how bullshit the news is in general. The fact that they have all these articles <laughs> running about all these completely nonsensical, like who cares whether there's a cat that did this or did that. And I watched this episode last week. And since last week, I actually stopped Consciously, after I watched this episode, I've stopped watching the news because it's made me realize <laughs> this is the crap you do see on the news, even today, 20 years later. And I've actually felt so much happier and, and just better as a human being by not watching this crap and not okay, giving wait, a shit wait, about wait. what, you know, some person, some person's cats did or what the queen had for breakfast or whatever the hell's on the news nowadays. Um, okay, this is, this is, well, go, let go me just on, say, sweetie. the ferals making positive life changes it has. in adults since 1994. Yes, thank you. <laughs> if the creator is not well, listening you know, to this, which is highly, highly unlikely, thank you. <laughs> it's made a positive difference well, in my life in the last week. Going on that point, though, so, you know, you think how farcical it would be, how farcical that they're taking evidence from a medical student, not a, not a doctor, but just a, a student, who's in medicine, who's only been looking at the brain for two weeks, but and that's all the doing. proof that they needed. But then if you looked in the case of Belle Gibson, who is the lady who is, you know, accused of lying about her illness and, you know, yet to be proven at this stage, like, yeah, I was the so dis- evidence I was so that disappointed they used she wasn't was in, so poor. I was, I, was, I was so disappointed she wasn't in the latest Mad Max movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. There was, there no, was no, absolutely no one point. even cared to look at the evidence or look for no, it. No, they didn't look. Mm. They didn't look into it. Um, and I think that, you know, we're to blame as much as anyone else uh, because we're just unwilling to pay for news. And that's how the, the revenue model works. Hmm. Anyway, I think we'll probably end the social commentary on the Ferrell's podcast. <laughs> Remember, there. kids, don't yeah. watch the news. Just depresses right you. Is anything that we missed out, interesting. No, just just right at the end of the credits when Joe's eating, I don't know, it's like marshmallows or something. It's furballs. He was eating furballs. Oh, was it? Was he? Yeah. Was, why was he eating a furball? <laughs> I don't know. That's I only realized that the second time I watched it because they were selling Moddy's genuine furballs, and <laughs> there was one point where Darren picked it up and he's like, "Oh, I put that furball back." That's and then brilliant. at the end of the episode, he was eating it. He was eating it. Yeah, he puts it in mouth and just spits it out, which is really funny. <laughs> I know. Which is what I he do with furballs. Like, so that makes sense. So, is there anything else in the credits that you picked up? Um, no, nothing in the credits, but um, two things. Now, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about Akinator, the app that mm. yeah. we ask questions and you can yep. um, try to guess, I guess, uh, see, you know, if it can guess what character you're thinking about. Someone, yep. 
I'm going to put the Feral's characters to the test. Okay. Oh, now, Radis took 24 questions before they got it right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Medigliana, 20 questions. Mixie, 24 uh, questions. Darren, I couldn't get it to get Darren. Wow. I finally oh, wow. got it, but I finally got it. 28 questions because I must wow. have asked the right ones. He'd only been guessed four times on this app. <laughs> Whoa. So just, I, whoa. There's three other people who did that. That's incredible. But yeah, that, that in itself and is incredible. Now, just a bit of, <sighs> bit of context for people that don't know about this app. What it does is it accumulates all the information. So, for instance, this time I played, I put in anybody that it didn't get. And next time somebody asks the same questions, then it will actually match them up. For instance, it didn't guess Joe. Oh, no, that's terrible. No. So, I added him in. So, the next poor sucker that wants to uh, try and guess Joe is going to get him. Now, the actual, the more interesting thing that I've got is a clip that I somehow uh, came across in my, uh, you know, my searches. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a behind the scenes clip at the Ferals. Oh. Now, I'm warning you, this may kill a little bit of the allure of the of the characters. Oh. But what is really good, and we'll link this in the show notes, and uh, I'll get you guys to watch it, and we'll uh, we'll kind of edit it out because it goes for about four minutes. Um, it actually you hear Mixie, Darren, um, in their real voices, the oh, actors' wow. real voices, and you see them with the puppets. That is really cool. So, shall we watch? Yes. Okay, so we have the clip in the show notes. So pause the podcast right now, click on the link, and we'll you come back to us after you watched it, and we're going to chat about it. All right, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> we linked them to porn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you should be back now. Okay, so we've just watched the clip, and Sweeney, Unc- what did we the uncover? Clip. What did you uncover? What did you uncover, Sweeney? Okay, now, first of all, it, like, goes through quite a few of the characters, except Medigliana's strangely absent. Yeah. But the best mystique, part is the mystique. The, it's the mystique. Mm. At the end of the clip, we get to see Tina the Puppet Doctor. Yes! We talked about her Ooh. from, the, I think, I think it was the second episode of the podcast, I think. Um, <laughs> about that, And we're like, take Puppet us. Doctor, that can't be a real job. And there she is, fixing Mixie on the, the on, like, some surgical table. <laughs> That was awesome. That was awesome. I wish I'd known because I would have had some, you know, celebration music. (laughs) (laughs) Dub it over. Dub it over. (laughs) The mysteries we're uncovering here. No, that's awesome. It is actually really interesting to see how they make it. Yeah. If only, if only we got an inside look at the continuity uh, expert. (laughs) (laughs) We need to find one of these other behind the scenes. Like these are actually some of the more interesting things that you can find on YouTube. And I mean, it's interesting. thinking about who would actually go to the effort of uploading it because surely it's you know uh, a staffer or someone who's been on the show who wanted to put it up to sort of see their wares or something like that well we should Mm. actually give credit i think to that person um we've got mr simple simon 1987 thank you very much thank you mr simple simon well 1987 somehow doubt they worked on the set (laughs) yeah it might have been just a fan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, they look. It looks like it was taken from video tapes or something. Yeah, like that's that. so unless they were yeah. a kid and they did it. But I mean, may, may, yeah, maybe it was recorded, or may, maybe there's like some tapes floating around that we're not aware of, like making off tapes and stuff that we need to get our hands on. Mm, don't know. Wait, wait, wait. 
Um, on this, hmm. uh, on the related clips, and this is something maybe we can look at for a future episode. Mm-hmm. There is a Ferrell's Goof Tape, nineteen ninety four. Yeah, and I've watched this to, just to spoil <laughs> it. It's extremely funny. We'll, we'll save. Maybe we should save this for a bad episode, where the <laughs> okay, episode okay. hasn't been that great. And we'll, well how long we'll, is it? Can we do we'll a whole episode that. on that? It's no, no, no. Okay, it's very short. Well, it's a full episode. Uh, no, nah, when I watched it, there was a few really, really funny things, but there wasn't right, okay. a hell of a lot. I, okay. yeah. I think you need an actual kind of running plot line um, to really kind of... To dissect it, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. We might try to take a sound bite or two. Um, I think it's time for ratings. I'll lead the charge this week. Uh, I gave this one 8 out of 10. I thought this was really good. I think this is as good as any episode that I've seen in the show. And the Raddus sequence is definitely the best sequence in the show. Um, how about you, Mike? What did, what did you give this one? Wait for it. 10. I give it a 10. 10? It was brilliant. Oh, wow. It was the best. Okay. Awesome. It was awesome. awesome. Loved uh, it. And you, and you, Sweeney? Now... I may not have sounded that excited by the episode, but if I trust me, my tone would have been different the when we if we watched it uh, the day before we recorded. Mm. I give this a ten. Woo! Oh wow! Jeez. Good. Well, this is clearly the best episode so far on oh. ratings, and also this is the first time that Swinney and I have ever been more than one vote apart. Mm. Now, the only time I was anywhere say, close to what you guys gave it. <laughs> The or, biggest, or you actually change your rating <laughs> more than one. <laughs> the biggest downside of this episode was the fact that we couldn't read the magazine t- titles, but that's not a fault of the episode. That's no. just a fault of the fact that we're only watching bad quality versions. So other than that, to me, I couldn't fault this episode. It was absolutely. It was one of the best episodes of any children's TV show I've ever seen. I agree. It was that funny. And even as an like, adult... It taught me things, and it's changed my life. It really has. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It has. It really has. Well, I mean, I have some some problems with it. Like, it doesn't make any sense why Radis was, uh, you know, inspecting Moddy. Like, it, he knew he was the one who did that. So, like, by the end of the episode, you realize that that Radis is the one who drew on her X way on her X ray as a, you know, prank to her because of the Rambo cat thing that he keeps on having nightmares about. And it makes no sense why he's breaking the apartment apart from trying to get the x-ray so that he can hide the evidence or something. But it made no sense why he was inspecting her brain. And also, I'd like to say, I wish Joe was in it a little bit more and there was no Keith and Kylie at all. So no, you nitpicking. Especially. Although well, Keith, I'm I agree, saying, I would have liked Keith. This is not quite perfect. I would have liked to see what goes through his brain. I was basically just chewing <laughs> the leaves. O- the only thing is... <laughs> That's a missed opportunity. <laughs> there were so many scenes and sequences in this, this episode. I mean, we got so many dream sequences, sequences with people being interviewed, magazine covers, just so much stuff going on that if you would have fit any more in it, it just would have felt a bit too cramped. Maybe they had other bits, they just couldn't fit them in. They had to cut them out. Yeah, it's could possible. Be, could be. I think that I think that goes with any TV show. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, one thing that I was going to bring up with you guys, because mm-hmm. um, we've got to decide if we want to run into the next season, because mm-hmm. we're we're heading up to episode ten pretty soon, um, and just the special things that we could do, like doing Meet the Feebles bonus episode. I thought also a crazy <laughs> idea, a really crazy idea, would be to try to write a script or write at least like you know a spec script of an episode. That's just crazy. But in the vein of, 
of how they would do it themselves. But this episode kind of was like, oh man, this is like, this would be so hard to come up with some really nutty things. Like the Mary Poppins thing was just awesome. It was so random. So it is, but, but we it have about 20 fantastic. years of stuff we can include, if you know what I mean, of references and yeah, things you can cram it's in true. there if you really wanted to. Well, it's something to think about. Hmm. Um, I think that that wraps us up right now. Um, and next week will be episode 10, Exam Fever. It's bye for now. Adios. Ciao.